What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hot, Hot, Hot Podcast. Podcast. No, yay. <laughs> Just uh, figured you guys deserved a bit of an explanation as to why there's been radio silence. Um, at a certain point, I was given responsibility to... make updates on the stories on the hot pot podcast ig and uh the tldr of it is that life is kicking my ass right now like there's no other way to put it um i've been feeling overwhelmed with a lot of the situations that are happening right now i'll get into some of them but uh yeah there's there's nothing to really yay about right now <laughs> i'm glad i can like chuckle and get, i got you to smirk out of it which is funny mm -hmm. but uh anything you'd like to say before we start is that we are going to try our hardest to get through this podcast uh, especially me because my emotions are like all over the place right now because mm -hmm. there's just a lot going on um, I know this is not how you guys want to see us go out, but we promise it's not the end. It's just we have to deal with other things right now, especially personal things in our life. So There's a lot of those. So do you want to start or you want me to start? Um, I can piggyback off of you, I guess. Okay. Because we're like one in the same. Okay. So. So, one of the things that has caught up to me is that, for those that don't know, I don't recall telling everybody about this, but I did get a, I get, I got charged with a DUI. Um... Obviously not, like, my proudest moment. Um, but I wasn't even arrested for the act of drunk driving. Uh, I drove home all the way to till my exit. I drove, like, 30 minutes, got there perfectly fine. Car had issues. Pulled over to the side real quick to address it. The car behind me happened to be a cop car. And, you know, he tried to be like the cool guy. Like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get in your hair. Like, thanks for being cooperative. You're like the most cooperative person. Took a couple breathalyzers because he kept saying that breathalyzers have a plus and minus of 0.01 if they're checked properly, um, monthly, whatever. Um, I I'll I'll get into the whole story because this is still something that I fucking think about and it pisses me off. So obviously sitting there for the 40 minutes that he was trying to interrogate me, that's when the alcohol started to kick in. When I when I drank earlier in that night, I waited like an hour and a half before driving. I'm not stupid. Went to the bathroom and everything, drank water, made sure I was good. 
But the longer I was there not moving, like the more the alcohol started to settle in. And uh, I was stopped at around 2.30. And when he cuffed me, I didn't realize this till the morning, which I had to wake up. Well, not wake up. I didn't sleep that night. But I realized that the place that I had stayed the night was only about 10, 15 minutes from my house. But the drive that he took me on was like two and a half. So I think his whole, the whole thing was that he wanted to get a higher um, blood alcohol level because I would be subjected to a shot when I got there. It played into my favor, though, because it proved that I wasn't drunk when I was driving. They threw out the DUI. So I thought I was okay because, you know, I paid the attorney and, like, in my defense, like, all the things lined up. Not to mention, like, I don't think he did the stop properly. He didn't even fill out the paperwork that was supposed to be used as my temporary license. That's neither here nor there. They end up throwing out the DUI. Good news, right? Wrong. They threw out the DUI and decided to charge me with something else. And I was like, why would they do that? Like, all of a sudden they can change their mind and be like, okay, well, we'll charge you with this instead. And my attorney's words exactly were, they have to, they have to save face, so they can't let you off with nothing. And here I am a year later, going to classes. The DMV took my license. I'm getting it back in a couple of years, a couple of weeks. I was about to say years. But it's really frustrating being in that class because I think about the situation as a whole and how I still don't believe I belong in that class. And just the amount of money I'm out and all the time that I'm dedicating to this, this guy probably doesn't have to fucking deal with it. That's the shitty part. He probably got a chunk of change out of it because he quote-unquote arrested somebody for that charge but after like what 15k and now a few months worth of classes and zoom alcohol anonymous meetings like then i'll still have it on my record like that doesn't make sense to me i thought that was one of the points was to get it off of your record by taking the classes and paying the fine Nope, that's the, the court charge. So that's part of the punishment. And I only had to do like a month and a half of classes, but because the D, the DMV took my class or my license, mm -hmm. they just bundled all the classes into one chunk for me to get my license back. Oh, okay. Well they still get to toy with you and change their mind and things like that. That's mm -hmm. you but, know how that works, but okay. And, like, the biggest thing is that, like, I didn't have money to, like, dispute that. And, like, this guy, the, the officer, I'm not going to blow up his name, but he obviously didn't do the stop properly. My memory's hazy after he had cuffed me and put me in the car. 
he had the heater on full blast and I was like zoning in and out. But even after the fact, there's like proof that he didn't really do everything that he should have done as an officer. Like he gave me a piece of paper to use as my temporary license. I felt like a fucking idiot because when I went somewhere to show that I was a certain age, they were like, what do I do this? And I was like, oh, like this is my temporary license. Like this proves that I can be here. And he was like, no, there's nothing on here is what I'm saying. Not to mention he drove around for a couple hours trying to get me for a higher blood alcohol level to, you know, support his point of view. And I mean, like I couldn't even go to the court cases, so they probably didn't even show the uh, the video footage, the, bo the body cam footage, which I paid for. They said they needed like a subpoena and I had to pay for it. Oh, and the classes that I'm paying for, yeah, I'm paying for them. Uh, I think at the end of it, it's another $500. So um, they're working to get every penny that they can from me. And I hate it just because, like, you know, people are going to look at that and be like, you got a DUI? Like, yeah. Uh, not, not that I'm saying, like, I have an image to uphold, but, like, that's not something that I would be known for. Obviously, everybody's made, like, terrible decisions. I don't think this was one of them. And I stand behind that. And it's sad but like i went to my first class last week and she kind of like halfway through the the teacher like halfway through the class kind of said like you know we're not judging anybody here like this and this and that but like listening to everybody talk about their situation compared to mine yes bottom line i had alcohol in my system i'll accept that but what I think is wrong is that they charged me for something and because they couldn't get that, they kind of moved the goalpost. Like, I think that's fucking dirty. But hearing some of the stories that they were telling about their situation, I was like, dude, you're a fucking piece of shit. Like, mm -hmm. and I'm in the same class as you. Like, I know it sounds like a fucking like elitist type of like stance, but there's decisions I wouldn't make even if I was like blissed out of my mind. Yeah. And to know that somebody would do something like that. I, won't, I don't want to tell the story because like, I feel like there's a confidentiality issue there, but just the way that person kind of like, yeah, you know, I could have hurt my family or, you know, my children and I was like, one, that didn't sound like a fucking authentic apology. Like, you're just saying it just to, you know, I am judging you. Like, I hope you fucking know that. Mm -hmm. Don't ever fucking talk to me. But it's just one of those things that I have to live with it, right? And I have to live with that on my record, regardless of, you know, what I did to combat the situation. Wasn't enough. And funny enough, I've been watching, like every so often videos will pop up on my feed about how people handle their traffic stops and like what their rights are. And I've been curious to that as lately because, I mean, 
I think even just before the Black Lives Matter movement, people have been uploading their traffic stops. Like, this is how you handle a traffic stop. Like, these are your rights. They, do, they can't do this. They can't do that. Don't let them talk to you like this. And, like, part of me just wishes I was just a little more educated at the time to not be put in that situation. Because I don't, I don't think alcohol played any role in that stop whatsoever. It's literally, like, Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. I, this happened, and the person that happened to be behind me was this, and this. But I digress. Another thing that well before i get into two three and four like would you like to say anything before i start ranting some more no because i can't piggyback off of that because i've never gotten in that type of trouble i've mm-hmm. just only had to endure that type of situations but Mm-hmm. I mean, I can only, well, I know because I've been with you this whole, this whole issue, this whole scenario. So I just know how bad it sucks and how much of a toll it takes on you. And I get it. My physical, mental, and emotional health have taken a fucking nosedive. No easy way to put that. I mean, today, I couldn't even, or last night, I couldn't even go to sleep, so I've been up most of the day. I just took I just took a few hours to nap before doing this episode. Um, I rarely have an appetite. I don't want to get out and, like, take a walk or anything. Like, as much as I've been talking about it, like, there were some days where I could, like, get myself to do it. And... The next thing is like what really, really brought it down. But the depression just keeps sinking deeper and deeper. And I, I mean, therapy would be good for a lot of things. And I'm still, I'm still waiting for that. I'm, I'm still waiting for them to hit me back saying like, hey, you're approved or hey, you're not approved. So I can see what my next course of action is. But alas, nothing yet. But I feel different. Sometimes, I don't know if it's just because I'm in my room, like, trying not to think of anything and just playing games to, like, get my mind off of it. But sometimes I feel my heart beating. Like, it feels like it's beating out of its chest. Sometimes... I feel this pain on the left side of my neck that I've never had before. I I think it's stress-related. Like, I feel 1,000% is stress-related. But, I mean, for those of you who follow me or have followed me for a while, you'll know that my IG has been quiet and my Facebook have been quiet for a very long time. And it's for that long that I felt like that. You know, I don't want to draw attention to myself. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And sometimes, even though I do want to, like, it's hard to 
bring myself to do things that I want to do. Like I want to get up and walk. Like I, I want to take care of my health. I want to eat. Sometimes I don't have an appetite. Sometimes I'll just feel lethargic and I just want to go back in bed and lay down. And it's so much easier to just say, okay, you know what? I'll nap now and just get something, a little, a little something to eat later. Yeah. And before anyone says anything, um, as I'm sitting here listening to you talk, um, we are really good friends. We're best friends, correct? Correct. And Sorry, I, I was drinking want, It's okay. <laughs> I don't want people to be like, well, you guys are always like hanging out and you guys are best friends. Like, you know, why aren't you helping each other? And the thing is, is I hope it doesn't seem like that on the outside because in the background, there's so much stuff going on, but we really do try to be there for each other. I try. And honestly, with all of this, with what he's going through, because I have issues with feeling like things are my fault. Like, I feel like it's my fault with you, but I feel like I try to do everything that I can so that it doesn't seem like it's my, my fault, but at the end of the day, it still feels like it, mm -hmm. but I do try to work with him, not like he's a dog or something or he's a case, <laughs> but he's he's my best friend and I try to do my best um, on top of everything else that I have to deal with by myself. Um, and I just, I try to take care of him as best as I can. I really do. I try to get him out of the house, but I can understand where he's coming from with like the depression thing. I can totally understand it. And I mean, I'm not self-diagnosing anybody but you know i personally feel like i haven't got diagnosed with anything but i'm like a high functioning uh depressive person i think we both and, are 100 like, percent. yeah like we we're still able to do things but and but we don't look depressed we don't look like we're going through something we don't look you know like the world's mm. on our shoulders all the time so if it looks like that that's probably that's probably what it looks like to be honest but we mm -hmm. literally have been trying our best like in the background and that's another thing too like i don't know if anybody actually thinks that way or what their stance is i know it's going to be divided because you know like well i mean if you just get out or like if you're hanging out with people like aren't you happy i wish it was as simple as that um i think the most frustrating part about depression or any type of anxiety is that it's hard to explain exactly. and things as simple as going out like think of it like taking like pain for a headache or a migraine right like it it kind of like distracts from it a little bit if not takes away from it but it's still happening in the background right you just don't feel it Mm -hmm. um and yeah like that's not to say that we didn't enjoy the times that we got to hang out with each other but it, if it was as simple as like hey you you're hanging out with this person like why aren't you happy like we wouldn't be having this conversation yeah and like i've i've felt helpless before um never to the point where 
I've wanted to kill myself. I've thought about it, but I always gave myself something to look forward to. And whether it was like something at the end of the week, like hang out with somebody, you know, just to get my mind off of the shitty past week. And that happened week by week. Or like the idea that I would actually be giving up my dreams. And, and like it, the reason why it's hard right now is because I can't even imagine myself achieving my goals. That's the scary part. And I'm getting a little sidetracked here, but like I forgot where I was going with this. But the whole thing about like, you know, you guys hang out, like, why aren't you guys helping each other do this? It's not that it's not. It's just that there's some things that even with the help, there's something else that needs to happen. And that's what I think I need therapy for. That's what I know I need therapy for. Because there's some other things that are deep-rooted, why I think the way I do. And they're all valid, you know? But it's uh, those thoughts are like hindering me from functioning. And, yeah. you know, function is such a throwaway word here because obviously we're still in fucking quarantine because motherfuckers still want to have parties and go out and shit without a mask while people like us have been sitting in our rooms for like, what, seven months now? Yeah. And the funny enough, the lady, well, it's not funny, but I tried to lay it out, uh, lay out as much as I could to the person doing my interview for the classes. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, no, I completely understand. Like, you're not the only one. I'm going crazy, too. Like, I know a guy and he's the one that's been helping me. And his phone's been ringing off the hook. Like, he knows a lot of uh, psychiatrists psychologists and the like they have been busy nonstop because people are suffering at this time you know mm -hmm. state of our country i wouldn't say the world but i would say the world but the country that we live in obviously everybody's divided on this and with everything happening it's really easy to feel hopeless feel like you don't have any power which i think adds to it because i felt like i had i didn't have power over my own life to begin with and then when things started to look up this happened and again the power i feel was taken from me so i think the therapy would help me reclaim that power you know it'd be like thor fucking getting his hammer back right mm -hmm. Anything you'd like to add to that? <laughs> um, I don't think so much that, uh, for me, I don't, honestly, the things that are going on in the world, they don't bother me personally. They don't stop me from doing whatever I want to do. It's more personal on my end. It's personal things that stop me from doing what I want to do and doing what I need to do. And for so long, I've been running from my problems and things that I need to deal with or 
reasons why I can't function or like feel normal. And it's literally just catching up with me. And I finally stopped being hardheaded and I listened to the people around me who care about me and especially my mom because she sees it. And like, I'm not gonna say I'm her favorite, but she wouldn't know what to do without me. She tells me this all the time. And like, that keeps me going because like, if I wasn't here, like, what would she do? She wouldn't have anyone to talk to. She wouldn't have like somewhere to come visit for vacation. She wouldn't have, you know, her bestest girls, what she calls me all the time. <laughs> so I did actually last week, I finally made a doctor's appointment with my doctor. And let me tell you, she is the coolest doctor. We're like almost the same age. She's a little older than me. And she picked up the phone, we're on a Zoom call. She's like, what's going on, girl? I was like, I just need some help. And she's just like, what's going on? Is it like quarantine or something? I was like, no, I don't fall into that category. It's just like a lot of things, like some things from my childhood and like things that have been like building up for the past like 10 years. And she was like, okay, um, yeah, we can totally just get you like, get things moving and stuff. Like we can get you a referral to see like a psychiatrist and a therapist. I was like, awesome. And the thing took like 10 minutes and she was like, but you have to be mindful. I'm going to give you these referrals, but it's fall and winter time. It's the most, it's the most active time that people need therapy and things like that. Mm -hmm. And because of what we're going through right now, I was like, it's okay. Like it's not detrimental right now, but I mean, as soon as it can happen, it would be mm -hmm. nice. She's like, no, no, I'm a fan, but she's just like the sweetest lady. Dude, and she's super nice. And I'm glad so cool. that's actually happening. So, mm -hmm. and I told my mom and she was like, literally crying Over happy the moon. She so happy. yeah she was so happy i'm just like still in the back of my head just still like yeah whatever this you but i like i know that i need to do it for myself so um just wait and see what happens but in the meantime i'm just still trying to go every day like one well one day at a time Mm -hmm. that's all i can do right now so well i'm glad you got farther in the process time. yeah that's that's a really good sign <laughs> yeah i'm hoping yeah. i can get there too <laughs> i hope so too because it's frustrating especially yeah. your situation and it trying is. to help them with this thing trying to help him get the same amount of help that I'm getting so easily. Number one, I'm so fortunate and so blessed because usually even Ryan knows this, things like this do not happen for me like this. It's always, I'm jumping through hoops. I'm, you know, I have to fight tooth and nail for what I need and what I want. And I'm just so happy that is, it was pretty smooth. This was the and one so, that went smoothly. This was the thing that went smooth out of everything. I'm like, okay, well, this means something. So I, now I need to be patient. And, but on his end, I've been trying to help him literally for months and I don't understand why it's so hard and it's so frustrating. So I don't want to, like, I feel like I'm leaving you behind and I don't want to do that. And so that also makes me, you know, feel some type of way about it. I get it. But you also have to think like, we're the type of people that don't take care of themselves when they need it the most. Yeah. So I want you to think about that when you're going through this, like you're not going through for the both of us like this is for your betterment and then my therapy is for my betterment and 
to think that you're leaving somebody behind i think you're just adding to that because i do that shit too like damn i kind of feel guilty for doing this but like you know i gotta i gotta keep my head up high too or i gotta worry about my mental physical emotional health also yeah but you know that about me like i literally struggle with that <laughs> yeah like, and that's why so like i've for anybody that's watched steven universe like she's literally pearl so for those that don't watch that show the main characters like characteristics run pretty deep um we won't talk about like the later episodes but the characters themselves are pretty well developed and my favorite character was pearl because that's the character i resonated with i felt like i was that type of character um the tldr of it is that pearl is like that person that cares so much and that she stresses about things that she has no control over and she tries as much as she can to like control certain situations mm -hmm. such as you know steven growing up like she'll always look at him at a certain way like oh you're always my kid type of thing mm -hmm. or you're always my steven type of thing she's literally a helicopter mom Like, funny enough, there's an episode where she's just sitting there next to his bed, and, like, he wakes up, and she's, like, staring straight at him. She's like, hey, Pearl, what are you doing? He's like, I'm watching you sleep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's that type of thing. Like, I feel like you share the same characteristics with her as well. There's a lot of trauma behind her. And despite that, she still cares for other people is what i'm getting at even at the cost of her own sanity <laughs> yeah so the big one and it leads to some other things as well and i think i'm just going to get into all of it because like why the fuck not it's our podcast. We can say whatever the fuck we want, right? About a week and a half ago, my mom had a hard time breathing. And it was kind of scary because she was experiencing that the whole night. She waited till morning when she was cooking lunch for us to tell us that she had trouble breathing. Like, like what the fuck so my sister obviously i can't drive so my sister like no I'm, I'm gonna get off work right now she works from home and we took her straight to the er and uh there was fluid in her lungs so they kind of laid her in a in a room and they kept postponing like when they were going to do the operation, they're like, oh, we're going to do it at this time. And then, like, it eventually got pushed to the next day, like the next morning. They drained it, no problem. Obviously, my mom's in pain because, you know, surgery is pretty taxing on the body, especially at her age. And, uh, you know, we thought all was going to be well. Fluid's gone, whatever. That night, she had trouble breathing again. 
And at this point, I don't know what's happening. I went on Discord and um, I was just trying to distract myself. We were playing Call of Duty. And I, one of my friend's girlfriends is studying to be a nurse. And I kind of asked her like, hey, what's, what's this mean? So she kind of threw out some like, some theories as to what it was. But the one that hit me, it wasn't even from her. So when we did the shoot that night, we found out that it was stage four lung cancer, meaning it already spread. And all they can do is mitigate the speed at which the damage takes over. And uh, when I told Gilbert, because, you know, I didn't get to talk to him. I don't get to talk to him often. But I was like, hey, he should know. So I told him, and he was like, oh, yeah, my grandpa died from that. And it was like the harsh truth that I needed at that moment. Because... As soon as you dropped me off, I took a walk. I started crying. I fucking bawled my eyes out. And the ensuing couple of days, like family started to come up to visit. We would uh, come up to the hospital. She ended up staying in the hospital for like a week and some change. And everybody's just crying. And I'm like, I have to be the strong one here. Like I got my fucking tears out of the way already, but... It's really hard seeing her like that, especially when, you know, you flash back to when my dad died. Seeing them in such a frail state, it's like, it's unnerving. No word yet from the doctor in terms of how long, but... All we're fortunate for right now is that she's home and she has, she needs assistance breathing. So they kind of, they gave her some oxygen tanks and like a, a pump for her home. But obviously being bedridden and having a sur couple surgeries in the span of a week makes you weak. So she has a hard time breathing when she's just walking from her bed to the bathroom you know she can't cook she can't do the things that she is like grown accustomed to doing over the years and it's really sad because she like compares herself to my dad she's like i feel like i feel like your dad like there's there's some times where he was weak and like you know his bile duct wouldn't drain properly, so he had this tube sticking out of him for a long time, and now I have a tube sticking out of my fucking chest in the same way that he did. And uh, all I can do right now is just be here. Fortunately, I don't 
have a job or anything. So I could stay home and, you know, just tend to her whenever she needs. Fortunately, I'm up all hours of the night anyway. So it's like she gets 24 hour care because my sister will take care of her during the day. And like during the night when she needs something, I can get out there and uh, give her what she needs. But, like, that was the one that made everything feel like everything was collapsing. I think part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode was because I wanted this out there. I feel like I wanted somebody to know. I feel like... At this point, the, the therapy is going to happen, but I don't know when. So I think for me to get things off of my chest like this, like it's therapeutic in a way. It's obviously led to some frustration too, along with, you know, family issues that are happening, but we'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm zoning off. I'm not trying to do that. No, you're good. I'm, li I'm listening to what you're saying. Anything to add on before we start riffing on people? <laughs> um, not really. Um, I mean, I always tell you, I don't wish bad on people. I don't. Um, I just hope your mom is as comfortable as she possibly can be until, you know, it's time for her to go. Um, I hope so too. That's all. That's all I hope for. And I'm. I feel bad that we didn't get to like talk to each other, like connect and stuff like that. Um, but everything happens for a reason. I mean. It's probably her time. Uh, it's just sad that it, it that things like this happen, the way that it goes down. It just seems so, um, what's the word? What's the word? I'm trying to look for it. I guess kind of why it have to happen like this. It's so like, I can't even think of the word. Spontaneous not spontaneous it's because for us it was out of nowhere yeah it's like i don't understand i guess it's kind of torture in a way like why do things have to happen this way like i don't like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so it just sucks but honestly she'd be in a better place i already told you that, mm -hmm. I told you that. so i just hope she's comfortable that's all we're gonna do our best to Make sure she's comfortable. I know. And uh, <laughs> I don't think she's uh, equipped physically for a trip, but 
my family wants to do a trip. They're like, yeah, we'll get you out in all the mountains, stuff like that, this and this and that. And I'm just like, I don't want to like disagree in front of my mom. But do you really think now is the time that she's able to fucking do that? Like, I don't yeah. think this is something that'll heal in a few months where she can get up and walk. She's on yeah. oxygen tanks. But uh, I guess that's that's my problem with my family. Um, I don't know if it was only in the deleted episodes, but I always talked about how my family grew up separate. We lived in the same house, but we were separate. There came a point where even on Thanksgivings, like we wouldn't eat together. There'd be food, but everybody would get their food and do their own thing. Sometimes me and my brothers would watch basketball or, but that's it. And I had grown accustomed to it. I had grown accustomed to doing things myself in terms of like keeping myself busy. I would play games by myself. Like that's one of the reasons why I am the way I am in games is because there was nothing else to do. So I had to bide my time. So the only way I could do it was to show that I had show myself that I had some, some improvement because the oldest or the youngest brother to me in age is 13 years older than me. So obviously we're not going to be doing the same things. We're not going to be fucking hanging out like that. You know, everybody's like doing their own thing. They're clubbing, whatever. My parents are doing something. My sister's off doing something. I always had to do things for myself, like by myself. And I got used to that. 20 plus years. And when both of my brothers got married and with along with my dad passing <laughs> it all of a sudden clicked that we weren't spending enough time together and i don't know if it's because like they feel guilty for how it's been this whole time but that's exactly what it is i've already told you this that's not something that you repair in like a short amount of time mm -hmm. So one of the reasons why I don't talk to them about anything was that they were always so argumentative with me. I was always arguing with five people, you know, and there came a point where even in my early 20s, like I was experiencing depression. I think it had to do with the fact that I'll say this now, too, like before my dad passed, they kind of sat me on the side and they were talking to me and they were like, Ryan we need to see you graduate college. We're not going to live forever. And at the time I was still thinking of what I what I personally wanted to do. And not that I regret going to college. It was actually really really cool to see my parents that happy about it. But in terms of for the long haul, for me, it got me nowhere. 
but it's something that they can brag to their cousins about or our relatives or whatever. That's honestly how I feel. I'm very bitter about a lot of things. But I don't regret it because I probably wouldn't be thinking the same way I do about things in general. Yeah. So fast forward, my brothers kind of move their own separate ways. They moved around the house. They have kids of their own. And all of a sudden, every occasion, every birthday, every holiday, there's a weekend gathering. Even if it's just one day, like it's still annoying to me, but oh, we're going to go eat dinner together. And I, I didn't get into it, but the reason why um, I don't talk to them about things is because I was the only person in my family that was born in America. I saw things differently. I feel like I was ahead of a lot of the curves. Um, you know, in terms of like streaming, stuff like that, but I never got the opportunity to do that because... That's not something I was able to focus on at the time. But they were always so insistent on me doing things their way. Another thing I regret not being able to stand up for myself for. Another thing was when I was talking about depression. I had felt some of the symptoms. I won't say that like I fell super deep into it. But they kept trying to play devil's advocate. Like, what if you're, you're seeing it the wrong way? And I'm like, look, I'm telling you, this is what I experienced, like this and this and that. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. But what about, like, why don't you just like not think of the fucking sad thoughts and just be happy? Like, that's not how it works. And they're like, why not? And like, it's just something that they didn't understand. And the thing that pissed me off the most was that my sister was driving me somewhere someday. I think she was like driving me home from somewhere. And she goes, you know what's sad? And my face went from like, you know, the Daria face where she just like stone face, like what? Mm -hmm. And she talks about how her coworker, her son seemed so happy, was going to college very smart, was depressed. He was diagnosed with depression. And it pissed me off because, like, she was also one of the people that was trying to play devil's advocate. They're like, well, why this? Like, okay, I'm answering your questions, but, like, they still didn't get it. And I'm like, you need the doctor's diagnosis for it to be sad. There's people living with this like day to day and they don't say anything to any doctors. They don't see doctors, whatever. Mm -hmm. So even at family parties, like to cut that short, like that's the reason why I don't like talking to them. It's like talking to a fucking wall whenever I get there. And they always say like, oh yeah, yeah, we're just having a discussion. Like, no, like we don't think on the same level. Yeah. We 
which is funny because they got it from them being hard-headed mm-hmm. i didn't like that being done to me so i took the steps to make sure that i don't make anybody else feel the way that i did when they were speaking to me yeah and like another thing that's already like settling in is that one of my brothers was like you know like you know i didn't mean things to come off that way but like you made me realize that my words have weight this and this and that and i was like okay the damage is done like yeah exactly you can't just apologize or try to change behaviors right away and like hope it fucking just clicks like that that's not how it works yeah we grew apart from the get-go and now all of a sudden you want it back why because you have a family now and you kind of see like the the value of family Mm -hmm. they used to guilt trip me for like always wanting to hang out with friends or like why i sided with my friends well one we were (laughs) like-minded yeah but that's not the only reason like it was logical mm-hmm. i always like argued against that's why i hated um crazy rich asians because it, it was spot on in how asians are hard-headed about certain things mm-hmm. and they just don't change their mind but It's not something that I show my mom. <laughs> like I've I've brought it up before, and like I've kind of like said it to her, like in the hospital. I was like, "Look, like I'm gonna be honest. Like I want to fucking move. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and she's like, okay, I want you to be happy. Like, like okay, I'm gonna try it too. Yeah, and I think I think it's sad that even for both of us, like even though there's like different situations that it took this long to get to this point where we wanted happiness for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I apologize because that obviously cut into the content that we were making from week to week. I haven't streamed in like over a month, but I think that's one of the things that I want to do to get my mind off of things. I mean, I like I guess the silver lining is I got my first paycheck from Twitch, which is kind of cool. But exciting. It's kind of cool. But yeah, like. It just goes to show you, like, you know, we look happy in pictures, but, you know, there's there's always things happening in the background, and I cannot stress enough, like, you never know what somebody else is going through. And I'm sure, like, a lot of you listening to this already feel that way, because I know most of you. And we've already connected on some level about situations like this. But I do want to apologize for it cutting into this the way it did. And, you know, not saying anything until now. So I hope you understand from both of our standpoints that we're just juggling a lot. Point blank. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. We are. we are. Um it just sucks because I know that we had already took like a break from this already. It's just like, oh you guys are leaving again. It's not like we're we're not leaving. We're just like we both came to a decision about this and we feel that it's best for now. Plus, I mean, once we make a return, I'll have my whole computer set up and you'll be able to actually watch us. Um, it'll, it'll be sicker because we could interact with chat. We can, I think. I think it turns out for the better. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sad that it had to come to this again. I like literally, I fight tooth and nail for things I really do, but at some point I just have to, what's worth it at the time, just what's worth it right now. And uh, what I can and cannot do, I can endure a lot and I can give myself so many things to do, but I have to focus. I really have to focus on these few things so I can get to where I need to go in life. So I can start feeling better, so I can, you know, start being successful and feeling better about myself. So, mm. but mm. the podcast has really been, what is the time? Uh, we have seven minutes. Okay. Um, Six. The podcast has been, not going to lie, a way in quarantine for like me and Ryan to actually talk and to like go about our week and to tell you guys about it and like events and things like that so it is a good getaway for like one night of the week it really is and i hope it is for you guys too and i mean you guys have a chance to catch up because some of you guys dm me and be like oh there's no episode this week well at least now i can catch up so it's nice to know that you guys are like still sticking with us and you guys are still you know wanting to listen to us and uh hear our stories and support our podcast really appreciate it I appreciate it too. Like to have a platform like this where people actually listen, like it's really cool. I mean, it doesn't feel like people are listening because obviously we're just talking and like we kind of mm -hmm. throw it up, but the numbers don't lie, man. Like it's been consistent. Some episodes perform better than others, but like it never went below a certain threshold. And like we can't mm -hmm. thank you enough for that. Yeah. And we just hope that as much relief as it brought us in the week, that it did the same for you. And <laughs> if any of you guys or girls relate to what we're talking about, please get help. It's not worth it to try to do things on your own. It is not. I promise you that we are like walking examples of not taking care of ourselves for so long mm -hmm. it's just not worth it and then it affects people around you so and it's nothing now i'm glad it's like it's not as hard like people used to like make fun of you or like make you feel ashamed and like now it's starting to be more like they're starting to advertise it more like it's okay like you know get help this mm -hmm. so that part i do like and we are also encouraging you to do the same thing mm -hmm. because it because back in our day not saying that we're old but like that mm -hmm. wasn't normal like we were crazy you know what i mean like mm -hmm. 
you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Like, you know. <laughs> I've had friends say that too. That fucking pissed me off. Yeah. Best friends at that. You're not depressed. I just stopped talking that the rest of that night. Yep, my dad was the same way. He was the same way. And it's sad because my mom never got help. And then I always thought that I had to deal with everything by myself. Mm -hmm. And like only white people got depression. And that is very real. My dad used to say some really ignorant shit. Um, but yeah, it's it's a thing. It's a real thing in everybody. So I'm all for it now because I've educated myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think I think it's different when like from the outside perspective, like from your perspective, right? Rather than seeing other people go through it. Because obviously you've been through it with your mom, obviously. Mm -hmm. And your example was that, you know, she was able to take care of it herself and, you know, still be the mom of the house. Yeah. I've had a lot of friends that suffered through this. Like, it's a very real thing. And it's always has, it always has been for me. And I appreciate everybody that's like talked to me about any of my problems because even venting just helps, you know, like, like this episode is a perfect example. Like it, it might seem like I'm going through a lot and I am, but there's a little bit of weight that's lifted when you say out loud what you're going through. I think the comfort for me is that knowing somebody's going to listen to it at some point and hear my perspective on what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. But I'm not saying like you have to go out there and be like, oh, if you need help, you could talk to me. Like, I appreciate it, but I think that it's been going on for so long that I need the bigger help. You know, I need to, I need to actually go to therapy because there's a lot of things that I've been holding on to since my teenage years. Yeah. And normally it would seem like a bad thing, but it grew, it, it made me grow up to be the person that I am today. That's why I think the way I do, but I still carried a lot of the weight by myself. There's a lot of things that I didn't tell people and it's catching up. You can't do things alone forever, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So for a while, not goodbye to see you later. This has been another episode of Hot Pot Podcast. Podcast. Yay. <laughs> Yay. It's me, Diato. And this is Stellar Pebbles. And we hope to see you guys in future endeavors. So, hopefully sooner than later. Mm -hmm. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, whatever time you listen to this at. See ya. See ya.